Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com. Hello, you're listening to Luke's English Podcast. This is Luke speaking. I'm just sitting here uh, in my living room at the window at my desk. Um, I've got a candle burning to kind of create the right atmosphere. I've got some music playing in the background. This is the first time I've done this, like sort of recorded a podcast while there's some music playing. And I've decided to put on a kind of ambient music playlist um, on my computer. Um, like I said, it's kind of an experiment really to see uh, if I can create a slightly, slightly nicer atmosphere in one of the episodes. Um, this one is going to be kind of a vocabulary episode, really, and one of those natural ones where I just keep talking and talking on a particular subject, and we'll just see what bits of vocabulary come out uh, of it. Now, I got an email uh, today from um, someone in Russia, and uh, she, she said to me, um, she made a few points in her email, it was very interesting to get it, and uh, one of the things that she said to me is that she said it can be easy to talk about some big topics like politics uh, and so on. Like for, for learners of English, it can be quite easy to talk about these big topics. But what is really challenging is talking about uh, little details, like explaining actions or simple things in detail. So what I thought I would do today is um, basically describe a very typical day in my life in massive amounts of detail and explain exactly how I do things kind of uh, every, in, in my everyday life. So that's like from getting up in the morning all the way through to going to bed and falling asleep and all the things I do in between in as much detail as I possibly can. I wonder if this will turn out to be like a really long episode. It might do. Who knows? Um, but, you know, some people say less is more, but I don't really agree with that in this case. I think more is more, in fact. So it could be quite a long episode, but that's fine, isn't it? So there will be lots and lots of vocabulary in this episode, but it's not planned. I haven't sort of planned out exactly what I'm going to say in advance. Um, so I think the vocabulary will just come up naturally, um, and hopefully the context will just make it clear. So I'm not going to go through explaining all the, the language I'm using, but hopefully just the context uh, in which I use it in will kind of hopefully make it clear enough. I might explain a few things, but most of it should be fairly clear from the context. Nevertheless, I will also listen back to this later on and I'll write down many of the things that I've said, many of the vocab that comes up. I'll write it down and I'll post it on the page and you'll be able to see it there and read it and learn it there. And that really is, that's just an example of how much work would go into one of the episodes of Luke's English Podcast. Because first I'd, I have to have the idea, then I have to sit down and record it into the microphone, then I would like upload it into my computer and edit it and I'd add tags and things and then upload upload that onto the internet, listen back to it again and write down all the words and phrases that I, I used in the episode and then kind of post it on the internet, publicize it. Could take the whole evening um, and bear in mind that I also have to eat dinner and I've got to you know speak to my girlfriend and I've got to do my laundry and my housework and stuff. 
Um, that's just a typical evening, I suppose. Um, but um, I do get lots of emails with comments um, about the podcast. And um, one thing I can say is that I think pretty much every comment I get is positive. Um, it, everyone who writes to me has lots of really good things to say about the podcast. And that's fantastic. I love the fact that... Um, you know, people out there really appreciate and like the work that I'm doing, so that's that's great. Um, but there are also some comments and suggestions that I get. Um, one thing I can say is that it's hard to please everybody. You know, I get messages all the time, um, and you know, I, I I can certainly please a lot of people. There are always going to be some situations where I can't please everybody. Um, like I said, every message is, is uh, positive, um, generally, but there are comments. So some people, for example, say that the podcasts are too long. Um, that's usually teachers, actually, who listen to the, the podcast and want to use parts of it for their lessons. Um, so what I would say to those people is that you should check out my mini-podcasts, which you can find on Audioboo, a website. And if you go to my page, which you should know by now is HTP, HTTP colon forward slash forward slash teacherluke.podomatic.com, you'll find a little link on the top right of the page. Click that, you can find my mini-podcasts, and they tend to be about five minutes long, and they're pretty much the perfect length to be used in class. Uh, I did one recently about how to brush your teeth. Um, so check those out, and they could be useful for teachers or people with less time on their hands. Um, some people actually prefer the really long ones, and they just want more and more. Um, and so, you know, the, peop the, the, the times when I do longer episodes, those people are really happy. Um, some people like it when I don't plan anything and I just let it happen naturally. For example, when I just sort of try and talk and talk and talk um, in episodes like the ice cream episode or the, the cheese episode, for example. Um, you know, just really authentic sort of streams of consciousness or uh, extended bits of discourse, whatever you want to call it. Um, others actually prefer it when I structure the lessons more carefully and I have a, a sort of focus in the middle of it and I explain bits of vocabulary and things like that. Um, some people like it when I repeat my explanations um, like when I explain vocabulary a lot, they really appreciate that because it helps them to understand everything in lots of detail. But some people um, actually don't like it when I explain things a lot because they th feel like it's unnecessary. And sometimes the explanations that I use are, are even more complex than the things I'm explaining. But, you know, what can you do? I've got to try and explain things somehow. I've, I've got to try and teach um, uh, language, I suppose. Um, some people say that they really need a transcript to the episodes and they really appreciate it when they can read every word that I say. Um, other people don't even seem to look at the page. In fact, I get many more downloads uh, than I get visits. So I'm sure that most people, in fact, listening to this, don't even look at the web page and don't really seem to need transcripts. Uh, but some do, some don't. You know, as you can tell, it's hard to please everybody. Um, other people just want to hear my voice. You know, they just want to listen to me, whereas other people um, prefer to hear interviews with other people so they can get a range of different accents and stuff and yet some people just like to hear my voice. Some 
people like it when I kind of interrupt recordings with my explanations because it helps to clarify things. Other people prefer just to hear uh, recordings and, and interviews completely interrupted. Um, some people prefer it if I'm joined by another person like my brother or my cousin. And a lot of other people prefer it when it's just me because they can really understand my voice and my accent. The fact is, like I said, it's hard to please everyone, so I'm just going to do it my way. Okay? It might not always be perfect, but perfection is actually impossible, really, when you think about it. Nothing is completely perfect. So I'm going to do it my way, uh, and so it's my way or the highway, basically, on this. And I would say, just trust me, because I do know what I'm doing more than anyone else, I think. I know what I'm doing, and I'm in charge because it's Luke's English podcast, okay? So that's that. Now, um, this podcast actually used to be just kind of a hobby, a thing I, I do on the side, and now it's sort of becoming a more genuinely fruitful way for me to teach. Um, there are limitations, of course, like I can't actually see or hear you. Um, there are no pictures, no visual elements, there's no whiteboard, so I, I can't write words up as I'm going. But somehow I actually like the challenge, and I've always dreamed of having my own radio show, and now I'm actually doing it, so that's fantastic. Um, I get loads of listeners, even more than, than ever before. In fact, recently I had more than 4,000 downloads in just one day. Um, I'm an award winner now. I won the Macmillan uh, Dictionary Award for the Best Blog 2011, and today I received the Phrasal Verbs Dictionary from Macmillan. So I'm going to try and find out some kind of uh, competition which I can launch. I'm just thinking of some ideas. I'm trying to make it simple. Um, and yet I want to make it somehow uh, interactive. So I'm just thinking of that. So someone is going to win that Phrasal Verbs Dictionary. I'll keep you posted on that. Um, I keep meeting students who already know who I am. So people come to my school and they already know me because they listen to the podcast. That's happened like three or four times now. It's amazing. And so basically this is a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying doing the podcast and I hope that you're really enjoying listening to it. And it certainly is becoming quite a large, um, significant thing and something which I will continue to explore in the future. Um, so watch out for future developments from Luke's English Podcast. Okay, now the title of this episode is A Day in the Life. And so that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about a typical day in, uh, in my life, basically. And so, as I said earlier on in the episode, that's going to involve me um, going through a typical day from the moment that I wake up all the way through to the moment that I go to bed and go to sleep. And I'm going to explain things in a lot of detail as I go. The, the reason for that is because um, sometimes it's great if you can um, like pick up bits of vocabulary to describe really simple things like physical actions or how to do something that you wouldn't normally know. So that's it. That's, that's what you can expect from this episode. So let's get started, shall we? Okay, so typical day. Let's just try and think about what a typical day is for me. So typically um, I will wake up um, I wake up in the morning and I'll be, I'll be, I get woken up by my alarm clock and I've got a digital clock radio and it comes on at probably something like half past six in the morning and, I, and the radio comes on and so basically what I normally do is I lean over and I put it on sleep. So I press the button on the clock radio and I put it on sleep and then I go back to sleep again and then ten minutes later the alarm goes off so I put it on sleep again and then I go back to sleep and then the alarm wakes me up again with the 
radio after another 10 minutes and I put it back on sleep and then I go back to sleep again. And this continues for probably something like 40 minutes, 45 minutes of me going to sleep and then the alarm waking me up and me putting it on sleep and then falling back to sleep again. So it's like 40 to 45 minutes before I actually kind of go, all right, this is, this is it, I've had enough, I'm going to get up. So then what I tend to do is obviously I kind of draw the, the sheets back, I pull back the duvet and I kind of get out of bed and at that time of the day I'm usually a bit like a zombie or something, you know, and I can't stand up straight and I'm kind of yawning. <gasps> you know, staggering through the uh, the living room uh, to get to the toilet. Now, I'm a bit like a zombie, really, at that time of day. And then I, I kind of open the door to the bathroom by holding the handle, and I turn that, grip the handle and turn it in my hands, and then pull the door open, step into the bathroom, and I do my normal sort of bathroom stuff. I think the first thing I do is probably go to the toilet, because um, I've spent all night just lying there, so I'm, I'm probably, like, desperate for the toilet at that point. So I'm not going to tell you exactly how I go to the toilet because that's a bit too uh, specific and a bit too explicit. So I'm certainly not going to tell you exactly how I open my trousers and, and that kind of thing. No, you don't need to worry about that. I'm not going to be talking about that. Um, I'm usually really thirsty as well in the morning. So I usually turn on the tap and I just drink loads of water directly from the tap, which is a little bit unsophisticated. But, you know, what the hell? I don't really care. Um, and then I, I'll run the shower and I have like a shower curtain. So I pull the, I pull the, sh the curtain across um, and then I kind of turn the shower on and I let the shower run for a few minutes just to let the water heat up and I might brush my teeth and if you want to know about how to brush your teeth you can check out my mini podcast and I tell you exactly how to brush your teeth in a lot of detail there um, so once I've brushed my teeth the shower is normally warm enough so I kind of uh, take off my boxer shorts and jump in bear in mind at this point that I'm naked Woo, it's kind of exciting moment isn't it this in Luke's English podcast I think it's the first time ever in the podcast that I've, I've appeared I've been naked I'm not actually naked now you'll be glad to know I'm fully dressed I'm wearing a t-shirt and a pair of jeans but anyway of course when I have a shower I do have to get ooh, a little bit naked there um, you can probably hear some sirens outside because I've got the window open you'll probably hear the police sirens and things so that's the kind of atmosphere you can expect here in London in West London you know a little bit of atmospheric music playing and and some sirens and street noises outside it really is like real life it's like you're it's, it's like you're here in the living room with me isn't it yes it is so where was i yes get into the shower and um so generally just sort of give myself a wash and that would involve kind of getting some soap um rubbing it you know rubbing it on myself to create a lather a lather is like all the soapy bubbles and i kind of clean myself you know clean behind my ears i don't know why that's important but uh, when I was a kid, um, you know, adults would always say, don't forget to clean behind your ears, um, as if that's like the dirtiest part of your body. I don't know, I don't really get it. Um, so anyway, I clean behind my ears, and I clean other places which, um, you know, might be dirty for some reason. I'm quite a clean person, really. Um, and then I wash my hair, so that would involve kind of squeezing, you know, opening the shampoo bottle, squeezing out some, um, some shampoo into my hand, and then rubbing that into my hair, 
there until it builds up a lather, you know, like soap and stuff. And I rub it in a bit and then leave it for a while and then rinse. So that means using water to rinse all of the soap out of the hair. So I rinse my hair if, uh, like that and uh, get out of the shower and turn it off. Turn off the shower, of course, and then uh, use a towel to just dry myself off. So I dry myself off with a towel like that so I'm all dry and then um, wander into the bedroom again and select some underwear, put all my clothes on, I'm not going to go into detail but you know putting on a shirt, I normally have to iron the shirt first actually so that would be, uh, I hate ironing shirts, it's just one of my pet hates, I absolutely hate it. I go into the kitchen, get the ironing board out put the uh, shirt, lay the shirt across the ironing board, I have to wait for the iron to heat up and then when the iron is finally heated up I kind of iron the shirt so you know put, press the iron down on the shirt and move, you know, move it forwards and backwards uh, with a bit of pressure and that sort of irons out all the creases from the shirt and you have to keep turning the shirt round so you can iron different parts and you keep ironing, you iron the sleeves and the collars until finally you can put it on and you can look a bit respectful, okay? Um, and so you kind of do up the buttons and tuck it in. Sometimes I tuck my shirt in to look a bit smarter, sometimes I leave it tucked out um, if I'm looking casual. And then um, I probably have some breakfast and I do like cereal. I have to be honest, I love breakfast cereal. And my favorite thing at the moment is to make a kind of cereal cocktail. Um, and um, that's really, it's a bit of a thrill, I'll be honest, it's good fun to make a cereal cocktail. So I'll buy two, maybe three different varieties of cereal and I fill the bowl with like all the different types of cereal that I've bought. So I'll have like uh, Rice Krispies, Corn Flakes and Shreddies all in the same bowl. And um, so put all that in, put the milk into the bowl and then let the, the cereal sort of absorb some of the milk and then, uh, then start eating it. And I do love cereal, it's delicious and apparently it's quite healthy. So I eat all that up and one thing that always surprises me is that at the bottom of the bowl there's always milk, there's always more milk than cereal. And it doesn't matter how much cereal you put in or how much milk you put in, at the end there's always more milk than there is cereal. I don't know quite how this is possible. Uh, even if you put say two tons of cereal in there and like a few drops of milk, I think there would still be more milk than cereal at the end of the, the bowl. Um, cup of tea is always nice or coffee in the morning. Um, if you want to know about how to make a good cup of tea, you can listen to my mini podcast because I tell you all about that in, in that series, so you can check that out. And then I put my shoes on, so that involves you know, put, putting my feet into the shoes and tying up the laces with a kind of loop or a double loop. Um, so I put my shoes on and then I'm ready, I'm ready to go out, I put my mobile phone in my pocket make sure I bring my mp3 player so I can listen to my music and then I just um, you know get get out uh, into the hallway of my apartment get the lift so I have to press the button to call the lift and the lift comes up and the doors automatically open I step inside and they're very small lifts in my building they're tiny and they're, they're only big enough to, to get about two or three people in there so if someone um, gets in the lift with me it can be a little bit awkward you know you just kind of have to stand there for a few minutes kind of like um all right you know you don't really want to make conversation because it could be awkward so sometimes you both just stand there without talking at each other it's really embarrassing and then uh, i walk to the bus stop um and so obviously walking generally involves kind of um moving forwards by 
by sort of uh, moving one foot first and then putting your body weight onto it and then you kind of let your leg swing forwards uh, until your other foot touches the ground you put your body weight onto that and you just keep going forwards in that kind of motion until um, you, you just get to your destination yeah it's amazing really how we manage to walk we're incredibly complicated creatures us people we've got this set of we've got some kind of balance mechanism which is in our ears and it's a kind of fluid in your ear who would have thought that? How is your ears control your balance? Isn't that weird? Um, so there's this fluid in your ear and it knows if you're leaning to the left or leaning to the right or something. And it just keeps you up on your feet. Isn't it amazing that we can just walk without falling over? I think it's pretty amazing. Unless, of course, you're drunk, in which case it's very hard to walk without falling over if you've drunk a lot. Um, so, you know, it's just one of the dangers of drinking there. Um, while I'm walking, I love to listen to music. So I have my MP3 player. And uh, I haven't got an iPod, I've just got a Sony Walkman MP3 player, which is brilliant, it's perfect for me. The sound quality is excellent, and it's so small and light, and you can get loads of songs on there. So I put about 500 songs on it, and I put it on random, and I just let the songs just play randomly. And um, I don't think you really need an iPod with massive amounts of memory. Just two gigabytes is enough because you can put 500 songs on there and then just you, 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 you listen to each one really carefully you can really enjoy the music a bit more um, so I you know put the headphones in my ears and I plug the audio jack into the mp3 player and press play and then I've got a soundtrack so I can just walk to the bus stop when I when I get to the bus stop I kind of lean uh, lean against um, a lamppost uh, while I wait for the bus to arrive and I probably get my mobile phone out, might text my girlfriend or I might, um, you know, just sort of like go on Twitter or something. Um, and uh, so that would obviously, I, first I have to unlock the, the, the phone, I've got a Blackberry, so you have to press the button in the top left hand corner of the phone and that unlocks the Blackberry and then you can like use the, the control pad um, in the middle of the phone to move the cursor around on the screen of your Blackberry and you just move the cursor around until you get to like the application that you want to launch and then you click the, um, the, the sort of button in the middle and that opens the application and if it's Twitter you can kind of scroll through the different uh, messages that people have left on Twitter and kind of like them or whatever you want to do with them. So um, then the bus usually arrives and I sort of have to uh, get my wallet out of my pocket and that's got my Oyster card which is a uh, like an electronic bus ticket so it's got my Oyster card and I beep the uh, the Oyster card onto a sensor on the bus and like that and that automatically deducts some money like a pound from my account so beep onto the bus and then I kind of walk through the bus I climb the stairs you know one foot after the other make sure I keep my hand on the handrail because it can be a little bit dangerous climb up the stairs find myself a seat and just sort of sit there and daydream uh, until I get to my destination then well it's fairly simple really getting out of the bus I walk along the road and I get into school and that uh, then involves me 
probably um, going into a different mode. I have to go into my teaching mode. And then I'm like in a bit of a rush and the stress starts because usually I've got to start teaching in about half an hour. I might have, for example, three, four, five, six hours of teaching ahead of me. So I've got to make sure I'm completely ready. And that would involve going to my computer, deciding what I'm going to teach that day, looking in my material bank because I've got a big folder full of uh, material which I've written myself, lots of lesson materials. I must have hundreds of different lessons in there, all that I've written myself. So I've picked the one that I'm going to teach and I print it um, and uh, photocopy it so I've got enough copies and that usually involves photocopying double-sided with, um, with a staple in the top left corner and uh, punching holes into the documents with a hole punch which uh, puts two holes so that you can put the, the document into a folder or something. And then once I'm ready and I'm mentally prepared, I normally have to write down a little list on a pad of paper. I write down a list of things that I'm going to do step by step. And for some reason, um, the first item on the list is always hello. Um, I actually write that down on every list that I make before every class. And I've been teaching for, for 10 years or more. Every day, the first item on my list is hello. So then I go into the class and I say hello to the students. And um, not, I like to sort of test the students a little bit at the beginning of a lesson by engaging them in some natural conversation. So normally I'll say things like, hello, uh, Sungin, how are you doing? And if Sungin is, you know, on the ball, he'll say, I'm doing fine, how are you doing, Luke? Um, but sometimes my students, you know, don't understand what how you're doing means, and they, they kind of go, huh, what, uh, uh, me? Me? What? And I have to go, how are you doing? How are you doing? Until they kind of go, what, does, what do you mean? What are you talking about, you weirdo? And then I have to explain what how are you doing means. It means how are you? And the right response is, I'm fine, thanks, how are you? Um, and that kind of thing. And then the, I get the ball rolling. And normally we'll start asking them things like, so what did you do yesterday? And they have to try and explain what they did yesterday. And that will then bring up lots of different things like error correction, um, so you correct the students as they make mistakes and write their uh, errors on the board and then you go through it and that helps you to deal with bits of grammar and vocabulary and then as you talk you write the words that you're using on the board and then the students ask you questions and you can test them because once your whiteboard is full of English that you've written there as a as correction or or as introduction of language um, you then have a whole whiteboard full of lexis full of vocabulary and you can then start rubbing out little words so you remove little words in the these phrases and sentences on the board and then you put numbers next to those gaps and then you ask the students to test each other. Can they remember the words that go in the gaps and can they come up with some examples of how to use those expressions? Um, that's a kind of free-form English lesson. Normally that will last just a few minutes, like 10 to 20 minutes or something at the beginning of a class and then I can introduce the material which I've planned for that lesson. And so, you know, I could talk for, for ages about teaching. In fact, I should do an another podcast just about that subject. So anyway, I go get through the day. It's usually pretty busy, pretty stressful. It can be quite physical. You know, if I've got, say, a difficult class or a very specific uh, thing to do in class, then it, you know, it can be quite difficult for me to get it all ready in time. You know, if I'm teaching some business English or legal English, I have to make sure it's all absolutely correct and it makes sense and everything. Um, and then, so then lunch, of course, I queue up, get my lunch. I mean, sit down at the table, 
um, with my colleagues and start eating the food. And that will normally involve using a knife and fork, of course, and you kind of spike, uh, let's say a potato, you spike the potato with the fork and hold it in place, and then you use the knife to kind of cut um, the potato in half, and you kind of go forwards and backwards like that, and cutting the potato in half, until you get to a size that's kind of easy to eat, and you pick it up with the fork and you put it in your mouth, and then you start to chew, and you, you know, you chew, I don't know how many times, you should probably chew a little bit more than you think. So the queen, in fact, chews something like 20 times. But every mouthful, she chews it 20 times before she eats it, which is probably a very healthy thing to do because you, you really mash up the food and it's easier to digest. I think I eat too quickly and I wolf my food down. I just wolf it down. Um, and uh, I need food because I've got a high metabolism. So I digest the food really quickly and um, you know I need it because I need lots of energy. Um, when I finish work, I'm usually absolutely starving and I can't wait to go home and eat more, even though it was only sort of like three or four hours since the last time I ate. So, you know, it just shows I've got a high metabolism. Then I would just go home and it's pretty much the same process as getting to school on the bus in the first place, but in reverse order, you know. Um, and get home, you know, get into my uh, apartment, put the key in the lock, slide the key into the lock and twist it or turn it with your hand and open up the door and then you're in, and I'm inside and one of the first things I might do is just make myself a cup of tea and uh, I do like a cup of tea, a nice nice good cup of tea. Um, like I said, check the mini podcasts if you want to know exactly how to make a good cup of tea. And then I'll sit down, I'll probably sort of surf YouTube or something for a bit, just go on the internet, see what's going on, read messages that people have sent me, just check out all of the different pages that I'm on. So I'll have a look at YouTube, see if anyone has written any comments on my videos. Then I go onto Facebook and see if um, anyone is like sending me messages there. I look at Twitter to see what people have said about my posts and responses I've had. I look at the podcast page, see how many downloads that I've had. Um, I go on to other pages too, which I can't think of at this particular moment. But I go and have a general look, see what's going on on Facebook. And, um, and I have my dinner. Yeah, I'd probably cook some dinner. Um, the th one of the most common things I do is uh, pasta, some sort of pasta dish. So it could be spaghetti bolognese, for example, which I, I understand the way I say that is very English, spaghetti bolognese. I think in, in Italian, for example, you'd say it in a, in a much better way. But because I'm really English, I, we say spaghetti bolognese and we say um, lasagna, lasagna, tagliatelle and spaghetti bolognese because we're really English. So I'm going to tell you now exactly how I would make my English uh, spaghetti bolognese. So probably the first thing I'd do is I'd have to have some beef, some minced beef in the fridge and um, also some garlic, um, some onion, um, let's see, uh, some pasta. So I'd get the, get the pan, I'd get like a pan out and uh, chop up some garlic really tight, like really chop it up fine with a knife and then take the onion and dice the onion so you peel it take all the skin off and then you you slice it up and then you chop up all the slices into tiny little cubes so you chop it all up mix that with the garlic and stick the whole thing into a pan with some olive oil and you kind of fry the onions and the garlic in the olive oil until the onions start to go kind of green and, and transparent um, don't let the onions burn because that will ruin the flavor so you're just going to simmer the onions on the on the hot 
plate um, in some olive oil and the garlic and to sort of allow it to just um, cook a bit so it's, it's kind of clear or see-through. At that point you then add your beef, your minced beef and you chuck that into the uh, pan and sort of mix it up so that it's um, all broken up inside the pan and then you cook it until basically the meat is just about going, going brown or grey colour <clears throat> just so that you've seared most of the, the meat so there's no pink meat left in there um, and then you would add um, like tomatoes um, you can get tomatoes from a tin maybe um, just whole tomatoes and you mash them up in, in there like a few tomatoes and some tomato puree which is like a very thick concentrated tomato sauce in a, in a tube and you squeeze the tomato puree into the beef and onion and garlic and, and tomato and you just let that simmer so you allow it to just stay there simmering you can add a little dash of red wine if you want and you just let it all simmer and reduce um, until the liquid content in it is, is reduced down and you get like a really nice rich um, sauce with uh, beef in there so that's your bolognese sauce it's delicious then you'd need to start cooking up your pasta so you get another big pan fill it up with water stick it on the, the hot plate um, and allow it to boil at 100 degrees centigrade maybe add a pinch of salt because that can sort of somehow help the pasta to boil better and then you get your spaghetti and put it into the pan and sort of push it into the boiling water so that all of the spaghetti is lying in the boiling water and you leave that until it's, until it's boiled and you could um, you can test the spaghetti by using a fork or something and sort of fishing out a length of spaghetti with your fork and then um, sticking it in your mouth as long as it's not too hot because you don't want to um, you don't want to burn your mouth or anything so just pull the spaghetti out and um, you can taste you can test whether the it's cooked enough by is it too soft or is it too hard and it should be like not too soft but again not hard that it's crunchy somewhere in the middle um, some people say that a good test of a piece of spaghetti is that you take it out of the water and you throw it against the wall and if it sticks to the wall then it's edible it's okay if it doesn't stick then it's not right so you can try that but uh, it might make a bit of a mess in your kitchen so once the spaghetti's ready and everything you fish it out and you drain all the water out of the spaghetti using a uh, sieve or a colander you pour all the spaghetti and the water into the colander and you drain all the water out and you put it onto a plate or a bowl and then you serve some of the bolognese on top of the spaghetti you can add parmesan cheese on the top of it and then you're ready to start eating it you probably need a nice big glass of fresh cold water to go with it um, sit down at your table and start eating and the, probably the normal way to eat spaghetti I think is to kind of stick your fork in so mix it all up stick your fork in and start turning the fork with a spoon and that allows you to wrap all of the spaghetti around the fork and then you stick that into your mouth and eat it and mmm that's delicious that's good eating that's delicious stuff um, after that I, I, I imagine at some point in the evening I would talk to my girlfriend on the telephone we don't live in the same country so we have to communicate by phone or Skype or something like that so I'd probably have a conversation with her and we'd talk about how the day was and how her day was and what the plans are and everything like that and then I'd probably watch a bit of TV or if I have time of course so I've got to do my laundry, I've got loads of dirty clothes and things that need to be washed in the washing machine and I might um, 
decent work on Luke's English podcast by maybe kind of um, writing down some ideas or recording something or editing some uploading something onto the internet or writing down a transcript to one of the videos or something like that and then by that time it's usually pretty late and it's time for me to just get into bed so I'd you know, remove my clothes, and there I am, naked again. I'm not completely naked, because I'll probably sleep in a t-shirt and a pair of boxer shorts. There you go, inside private information about me. Now you know exactly how I sleep. My goodness. I, I wonder if anyone could steal my identity with all this information. But what would they really do with it? I don't know what they'd do with my identity. Use it to make award-winning podcasts, maybe. Okay. Um, so, get into bed. And, oh, it's nice to be in bed, though. Oh, it's lovely. Sometimes I'll lie in bed and I'll read a book. And I'll lie there and read a book. And I usually just get a few pages into the book before my eyes slowly start to close. And I get really, really sleepy. And the bed is like the most comfortable, warm place in the universe at that point and it feels like I'm sinking into the into the bed it's just more and more comfortable so I put the book down I turn off the light I close my eyes and I drift off into a dream and I like to sort of as I'm going to sleep just daydream just think about all sorts of things like for example what I'm going to do uh, in the future and you know what life is going to be like in the future or I think about old things in the past like memories that I've got and things like that sometimes when I'm falling asleep my mind just goes on little journeys I don't know where I'm going at all and um, I start dreaming before I've even fallen asleep and then like often I get these moments where I kind of wake up really quickly just as I'm going to sleep and it's usually in the middle of a dream about football or something and sometimes I kick my leg in bed because I think I'm kicking the football and I wake up or sometimes I, f I dream that I'm walking downstairs I'm walking down some steps and I slip on the steps and so in my bed I kind of move my leg because I think I've fallen over um, it's pretty weird but it's just all part of the process of going to sleep and then finally kind of my uh, I completely fall asleep and drift off into deep sleep and that's just one of my favorite things I love sleeping um, and I love dreaming and things like that it's just lovely and then of course it's time for me to wake up again because my clock radio uh, decides to turn on and uh, I go through the whole process all over again so that's a kind of typical day in the life of me from Luke's English Podcast. Uh, do write your comments and things. Uh, I wonder if your day is at all similar to mine. That's um, the life of an English teacher living in London in England. But I wonder what life is like for students of English in all sorts of different countries and different situations all around the world. Um, do let me know. Write some comments on the podcast and I'd like to see what you think. Um, but that's pretty much it for this episode of Luke's English Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope the music hasn't been too distracting. Um, tell me what you think. Just tell me what you think about it. I, I, like, I welcome all comments and feedback on the podcast. I really do. Even though in the end I um, reserve the right to make all the decisions myself because I'm Luke and this is Luke's English Podcast. Uh, you're you, of course, and you've been listening to it. Thanks very much for downloading it and I'll catch you next time with the next podcast. That's it. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com.
If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.